Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. I am your host, Janelle B. Stewart, an award-winning business coach, keynote speaker, and content creator. The Janelle B. Stewart podcast is designed to educate, empower, and engage. My goal is to have you feeling uplifted, inspired, and empowered after you listen to each episode. Welcome to episode 38. How is everyone doing today? Well, I'm doing pretty good and today's um, episode was one that came to me like just now. I, um, I've um i been trying to keep consistent with the episodes and I have to be honest, I just did not know what I was going to record for this week's episode. And I had a coaching session earlier today with one of my clients and um, she is doing amazing stuff with the launching of her blog and um, she's a single mother. And she told me about this horrible experience that she had recently with her health and how she really thought she was going to die. And um, it got me thinking about some, uh, some time ago where I was really sick. Now, I didn't feel like I was on my deathbed, but I was the sickest I had ever been. And one of the things that my coaching client had said was, you know, she doesn't really have the time to do Um, the things that she needs to do. Like she was talking about how the doctors basically told her she has to change her diet and she works really long hours. Um, She's a single mother and um, cooking and prepping and all that stuff. And like, it's just been hard for her. So I was thinking about my situation and reflecting on how while our lives are different, the lack of time or making the time, I should say, has had an impact on our health. And so I, uh, I think I'm going to title this episode, Make Time for Yourself or God Will Sit You Down. <laughs> because um, I just wanted to share quickly today, I don't want today to be a long episode and hopefully I can stick to that. I know I'm not the best with short episodes because I love giving a lot of detail and information and it seems like you all really like that too. Am I right? Um, But I wanted to just share with you what happened to me and then give you some of the things that I learned to do to overcome that and to keep myself in in a better state. Um, So before I get into it, I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to episode 37, which was I got a weight loss coach, y'all. There were so many positive responses to that episode and my weight loss coach, Sonia, who I talked about in that episode, shared with me that many of you patronized her and um, she's been scheduling consultations and she's been booking new clients and she is so happy. She is so happy. And listen, I am so happy that she's so happy because this is good for for our relationship. Um, Also, I'm so happy that so many of you related to my story and felt like a weight loss coach would be a good investment for you because I know it's not cheap 
it's more expensive than a gym membership. It is it could be a, a car payment for some of you, depending on what kind of car you have. So it is expensive. But I like I said in that episode, I was willing to make that investment in myself because I was so tired of being sick and tired and feeling the way I was feeling. So if you did not listen to that episode, go ahead and, and you know, listen to it, I guess, after this, if this is what pulled you in or you can stop, go listen to that and come back. But I talk about my um I'd get very transparent about how low I got with my weight and and feeling like I'm doing everything right. I'm working out. I'm eating plant-based. I'm literally doing the best I can. Like, what the heck is wrong with me? So that was that. And thank you so much. Now, moving into this episode, um, it's kind of, you know, it's along the same lines of health. Um, I got really sick towards the end of, I think July or August, I forget which month it was. But um, if you know me in person or if you've ever, if you've been following me on social media, you probably know like being sick isn't something that I ever really talk about. Like I don't come on social media talking about, oh guys, I have a really bad cold or I have a fever or I have a flu or guys, I'm sorry, I've been away because I was under the weather. Like I don't do that. I don't think I've ever done that. The most I might come on is with my voice a little hoarse and you guys can tell that I have like a sore throat, but But to be sick, sick is not something that I really do. And my husband always jokes. He's like, your immune system is so strong. Like when you actually get sick, you're like dying (laughs) because it has to be really, 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 really um, a big sickness or a really harsh sickness, like a major virus or something that really is going to put me in on my ass. Right. So it was like late August or I think late um, late July and I ended up getting really sick. Um, so the short version of my sickness was I had a um, virus. It was called the cock sacky virus. And I remember being like the cock, what? Pause, doctor. <laughs> and we all laughed. But it was called the cock sacky virus. And the cock sacky virus is pretty typical um, in kids. They call it hand foot mouth virus and I had been sick for about maybe four days before I had decided to go to urgent care and the reason was I was only really experiencing fever symptoms so I was pretty much trying to treat myself you know doing the um, day quill night quill kind of thing and because I don't really get sick I felt like I would take day quill night quill for like a day and then I would be fine so I would just stop taking it the next day but because I had my fever and I wasn't cured or healed um, I ended up just getting sick again so I would I would feel better in the morning and then I would basically wake up and try to have a normal day. And my body just did not have enough energy to sustain my regular day, which is pretty intense. And I would be sick again. And so this went on, on and off, me feeling really sick, having fevers, feeling really cold, then really hot, then no appetite, then hungry, then feeling weak and sleepy and having major headaches and having pressure in my head. And after about four days, I was like, I'm not getting better. And I'm usually not this sick. Like I literally was quarantined to my bed because every day when I tried to start like my day, I would be like, oh God, I don't feel good. And I would have to like get back in bed. I remember having even done work like I remember going out having to do a photo shoot and then coming home and being like I feel like I'm my head is gonna explode and I just like lay down and took a long nap until like the next day so 
um, I, I decided to go to the doctor, the urgent care, when I noticed that I was having um, like a little rash on my thighs. And I was like, this doesn't look good. You, you Do you guys remember House? It was this show with this really rude, mean lead doctor of like a very special ward in a hospital. And he was the lead doctor and he would bring on uh, med school students as like his understudies and they would take on the craziest cases and his name was House. I felt like it was something like that because every day it seemed like something new was happening to me and it wasn't like that the day before. So I was like, oh God, I have freaking, um, you know, was rashes on my legs. So I decided to go to urgent care and then the doctor had noticed that I actually had rashes all over. And it was weird because I didn't really notice that the rashes were all over my body, like arms, legs, not just like my thighs, but down my legs to my feet, um, down my arms. I didn't even pay attention. I didn't even notice this, guys. It was even on my chest. Are you a newbie blogger? who has struggled to get your blog off the ground. You make a couple blog posts and then you lose steam or no one's reading, no one's commenting, and you have no idea how to get this thing off the ground. Well, I know exactly how you feel. I was a newbie blogger once and the struggle is real. When I was a newbie blogger, I found great support from other people in my industry. These women helped mentor me, they coached me, and they supported me through the highs and the lows of blogging. And as you know, blogging is a full-time career for me, and I did this after just a few years of getting my teeth in the game. So this December, I wanna work with you. I'm hosting a free training exclusively for bloggers who want to figure out how can I make this my full-time gig. If this sounds like something you're interested in, check the show notes for a link to my email list, sign up, and I'll send you all the details. And don't be selfish. Invite a friend. See you soon. So as for the Coxsackie virus, there is no treatment. However, it will just go away on its own, but it does bring on a fever. So the doctor recommended that I stay on Tylenol and try to beat the fever so that I'm not coming off of it, fever coming in, and then I have to feel horrible for a few hours before the Tylenol kicks in. So I started doing that. He also, I also told him about the pressure, about how I had horrible pressure in my head. And if I bent down or if I strained a little bit or pulled something, you know, going from sitting, from standing to sitting on the toilet, the pressure would throb in my head to standing up, it would throb in my head. If I bent down, the pressure would throb in my head. If I moved from a position on the bed, like I would feel this pressure in my head. So he said he felt like I was having like a bit of a sinus infection. So he gave me some antibiotics to take care of that. So I went home and I just took care of myself. You know, my mom, my mom was here take with, the, with the kids. Um, you guys know my mom is living with me now. And if you didn't know, my mom has been living with us in summer. So she was an amazing help. My husband was nursing me back to sleep, staying with me as often as he could. Um, and no one else got this virus. No one else got sick. No one else in my family. It was just me. And like I said, the Coxsackie virus is something that is typically found in kids. The doctor was like, did your kids have, were your kids sick recently? No, they weren't. So I basically 
chalked it up to me being overworked. And I could feel that I was overworked because I was, um, I had planned to take August off. So now I know for sure that I got sick in August. I had planned to take August off of work and I was legitimately going to take it off and just not work. But that didn't happen. I ended up working more than I thought I was going to because every time I try to take a break, I just end up like finding more stuff to do. So that was like the most horrible sickness I've ever had for like a very, very, very long time. All right. So I'm sharing that experience with you because my conversation with my coaching client today made me think about how she was so ill and she thought she was going to die. She had to go to the emergency room and she was nervous about her baby and all these things. And then she was still telling me, like, I don't have the time to, like, take care of myself is essentially what she was saying. Not those words, but that's what it comes down to. And I was also saying the same thing, like, I'm running a business. I am running a multi six figure business. I have staff. I have my family. And I have all of the members of my school, the digital content creation school that are depending on me and hoping that I'm going to make more programs, host these webinars, be available for their mentorship calls, be available for their coaching calls, you know, do all of these things. And then I'll, I also have a responsibility to my social media family because keeping my social media running and growing and building is in my best interest because I have a direct connection with my core audience through my social media. You guys listening are the people that are enrolled in my school or you've referred people to my school. So I have a vested interest in keeping my social media active, right? Um, also, I work with brands, as you all know. So keeping my social media active is important in that regard because that is a portion of my income. And like I said, I have a lot of other interests as well that I want to maintain and being on social media is fun. It's I like it. So I'm running a school. I am taking care of my family. I am continuing to manage all of my social media platforms. And I was just doing way too much. So I remember at the beginning of this year, 2019, saying that I wanted to take three days off. I I think I might have even talked about this in a podcast. And if I didn't, then I definitely talked about it in an Instagram post that I wanted to take time off for me. I work really, really, really hard and I wanted to take weekends off, but I hadn't always been really good at that because I would find myself having free time on the weekends and then being like, well, what can I do? Because I'm just doing nothing. So instead of doing nothing, which is what you're supposed to do, Janelle, I would find something to do and then it would be work. Now, this is the struggle when you really love your job, really love your job. And this is why people say, if you f- do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And and the, the that sentiment is really true because when I am not working, I want to be working because I enjoy it so much. And the creativity that I have going on in my head can't shut off. Like on my days off, I'm literally filled with all of these ideas and things I want to do and I can't wait to get back to my computer to do these things. And if you are an entrepreneur, a social entrepreneur, and you love what you do, then you totally understand what I'm saying. Like it's hard to turn off. So because I had tried to take weekends off in 2018 and failed miserably, I said, you know what? I want to take 
my days off in 2019, but I also want to take off Fridays because then me, my husband and my kids, we can do things and I don't have to be like bogged down by work and I make my own schedule and I can, you know, put things together and do them in the beginning of the week and then I could take my days off. I didn't do a really good job with that. (laughs) I really didn't. I don't think that most of 2019 I took days off at all. I would just work seven days a week. I would work 12 hour days minimum. Um, Some days I would work even more and I would just be working, 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 not taking a break for lunch. And if I did take a break for lunch, I'd quickly run back into my office and eat and work here. If I took a little break to like do something else, like like do something with the kids, I'd immediately come back. I would take my computer after teaching evening classes or having an evening coaching class. Um, I would basically take my computer upstairs in the bedroom and I would finish working until like two, three o'clock in the morning. So the days were just literally like running into each other and I was running myself ragged. I wasn't taking care of myself, um, you know, by getting enough sleep. I wasn't taking care of myself by eating well. I wasn't taking care of myself by... um, staying consistent with my workouts. Um, So my whole wellness plan for 2019 was like shot because I didn't do the things that I said I was going to do, or I should say, because I didn't actually take the time to take those breaks, everything else was being affected. And after about eight months of that behavior, I was like very sick, getting sick with something that adults don't even really get. And I think that's why I was so susceptible to this illness because I was just not taking care of myself. So now I just want to give you guys some um, some suggestions based on what I decided to do that have made the rest of the year better. Like since that time um, in August when I was put on my butt and I could not get out of bed, I have just done so much better with taking care of myself and loving up on myself. And I hope that my story helps to encourage those moms out there, especially the moms, because I know how hard you're working and I know how much you're putting into your role as a mom and the work that you do to take care of your family and to provide for your family. And I know that all of those things are making it impossible for you or extremely difficult for you to do the things you need to do for yourself. And I don't want you to do that anymore. I need you to put yourself first. I made a podcast in back in March of 2017 called Put You at the Top of Your To-Do List. I want you to go and listen to that episode because it's going to give you a lot of great inf- information to basically complement what I'm talking about here today. So the first thing is um, I decided I was going to commit to taking days off. So please commit to taking your days off. If you have more than one job, I need you to find a way to take a day off and you need time for yourself. If you have one job and you tend to occupy your time with a hobby or a side hustle, I know how that is, but you have to take days off, okay? It may not be every five days you take two days off or like me, I'm taking four days on Monday through Thursday and then I'm taking Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You may not have that luxury, but you need to take days off. So you're gonna have to figure it out if it happens inconsistently where it's like, okay, every two weeks I'm gonna take my weekend off to myself, then that's then so be it. That's better than nothing. Okay, the next thing that I did, number two, was I started spending more time with God. 
Now, you probably know if you follow me on social media that I go to church regularly. I am was born in the church. I was christened, baptized, all of that. And now I lead the girls' ministry, the high school girls at my church every single Wednesday. I am their leader. So I knew that I've been spending a lot of time with God in, you know, public uh, church community spaces like church and like girls only. I have to study for that. But I wasn't actually taking time for God um, for myself. So I don't know if you guys have the Bible app. The company that makes it, it's called YouVersion. Y-O-U version, V-E-R-S-I-O-N. So the U version Bible app has what they call plans. And plans are basically just reading, devotional, study plans, basically. If you have an interest of any kind, you can just sign up, um, type it in, and then the Bible app will give you a bunch of different options so that you can... Um, study. So I decided that I wanted to do one of the plans because I felt like doing a plan versus just opening up the Bible randomly and reading would actually help me in certain areas of my life. So the first plan that I did was called Marketing the Jesus Way. And I thought it was pretty cool to find that there was um, reference, biblical references to how Jesus went around the, um, at the time, marketing to people about God and about living a Christian life. And the next devotional that I did was called Boy Mom. And I felt very, very strongly that I should invite my audience to do this devotional with me. So I put it on social media. I put it on Twitter. Here I go being a little evangelist in the world that is very secular, where social media, you don't find people are always talking about God and religion. But I was like, hey, if you're a boy, if you're a mom of a son, I want you to do this devotional with me. And over 130, 140 people signed up. And it was pretty awesome. Um, Since then, I've done some other devotionals on this app. One was called Communication and Marriage. Another was called Women on a Mission. And another one was called Enough, Silencing Lies That Steal Your confidence and the one that I am and and then another one it was called talk yourself happy I'm currently doing the plan called demonstrating God's love in business and majority of those I did invite my audience to join me so when it comes to daily devotionals everyone has their own thing that they can do Um, I don't know that there's a right or wrong way to do them and I didn't really look up how do you do a daily devotional so I have a notebook that I designed I designated just for my daily devotionals and I um put the title of the devotional I was doing. I would read the devotional. They're really quick reads, honestly. It might you might not even be a full page in a, in a book. And I just write notes about things that resonate with me. Um, it usually will give you one scripture, but sometimes there's another scripture or three or more to go along with the text written by the person who's created the devotional. So I'll write down the Bible verse um, page, chapter, and and chapter and verses. And if it's a short Bible verse, I'll actually write it down. And then from there, I just kind of think about what's being said and I try to reflect on it. And periodically throughout the weeks, I will go back to my devotionals and reread them. And I've also found that in times when I was feeling a little overwhelmed or stressed about something, I would go back to my devotional and find one that was that resonated with me based on the emotion I was feeling. And that has been helping me. So I do the devotionals. Um, The third thing that I've been doing was making sleep non-negotiable. 
So I stopped bringing my laptop up to my room with me at night and working from when I finished my classwork or from when I put the kids to bed. I've stopped doing that. I do not do that anymore because I would basically work until two, three o'clock in the morning sometimes and then have to be up for seven to get the kids ready for school. So now school, sleep is not is a non-negotiable for me. I set a timer on my phone so that it goes off like any alarm and it basically says time for bed. So this will go off around 10 o'clock and if I'm not winding down for bed at that point already, then I kind of stop whatever I'm doing and I get myself ready and into bed, which may mean taking off my clothes if I need to take a shower, washing my face, moisturizing my face, putting my hair up, you know, that kind of stuff. So I want to encourage you to do the same. If you find that you're not getting a good amount of rest and you are up into the next morning, we need to stop that. We need to stop that now. Okay, number four, I decided I wanted to build more time for reading. Now, you guys, if you follow me on social media, then you probably know that I do share what I'm reading quite often. So every time I buy a new book from Audible, I will share um, a screenshot of that book. Um, If you read my blog, JanelleBStewart.com, I also share regularly what books I've been reading. And in fact, I am going to be coming up with a blog post. Um, It may be up before this post. It may not be up um, before this, this podcast goes live. But I have a blog post of every single book I've read this year, they were all Audible books um, so that you can go and like see all of the books from 2019 that I've read. And um, I also want to offer you the opportunity to get an Audible membership for 30 days free on me. So I love Audible because it's given me the freedom to um, read while I'm doing other activities or listen to a book while I'm doing other activities. Some of my favorite places to listen to my Audible books are while I'm taking a shower. And um, I'll use the bathroom with the Audible book on, take a shower, get dressed, do my makeup, and my hair and I will be listening to my Audible book. Um, When I'm prepping my foods or cooking my foods, I will listen to my Audible book. When I'm driving, running errands or taking the kids places, I'll listen to my Audible book. So thanks to Audible, <laughs> I've been able to get more reading time in. There are, still a, there are still a lot of books on my shelf that I need to get to, but I am definitely enjoying my Audible membership. I've had it for a couple of years and I was just kind of collecting my credits or I was using my credits to get books that I wanted and then not really reading the books. But I've done a really good job of reading more books this year, um, especially since I've, you know, told you about my sickness. I've been trying to be better about making time for myself and building more time for reading has really, really helped me. So if you would love the opportunity to read more, but you're finding it really challenging to get reading in and flipping pages is really, really hard these days because you just don't have the time, then I would highly encourage you get a membership 
subscription to Audible. And like I said, you can get your first 30 days on Audible. Choose any book you want. I would recommend you choose one of the books from my reading list because I've read them and you know I, I share a little bit about them, but that's neither here nor there. So I'll put the link in the description so that if you decide you want to take me up on my offer and try out Audible for 30 days, you can try it out for free. So the fifth thing that I've started doing was I've stopped taking my work to bed. So I know this goes hand in hand with making sleep non-negotiable, but even if I am not going to sleep right now, I just don't take it to bed. I wanted my home when I first bought this home to have an office space for me to be able to do my work, have a creative space to put my stuff, put all of my technology, all of the tools that I need, and I wanted everything to live in this space. But then all of a sudden, when I started to find myself extremely busy with the school, I was taking my laptop to bed so that I could simultaneously spend time with my husband and also take care of the things I needed for the school. So for example, I would finish a class and we would get done at like 10 o'clock at night. And then instead of staying in my office to put up the replay or to send out an email or reply to emails that I hadn't been able to reply to, I would take my laptop upstairs and do it so that I could do that while we were also together and we could watch a show together and, you know, ultimately spend time, but I'm still getting my work done. So I've decided that that isn't fair. It isn't fair to to have to go from working a full day starting at sometimes even seven o'clock in the morning to now working the rest of the night and not taking time just to have a break. It's not fair for my husband because he has to share me always with my laptop, which is work. And it isn't fair to me because I'm working around the clock. So just imagine if you're if you wake up early like me, I wake up at seven, get ready for my day and immediately get on the computer because I know I'm gonna have meetings with my team at 10. So I get on my computer as early as I can, then I get the kids ready, then I get back on my computer, I do my meetings all day, then I have mentorship calls with my men, my, with my students, I am creating courses, I am reviewing, intervie- um, I'm reviewing comments to some of the coursework, I may be creating a presentation for a class that I have coming up, I have coaching calls in the evening with members, and then I might be teaching a class. Now it's 10 o'clock in the evening, I've been working since seven o'clock in the morning, and now I'm taking my computer up with me to my room and then working until two or three in the morning. Like I'm literally working around the clock and I'm not getting enough rest, I'm not getting enough sleep, I'm literally on what me and my team call zombie mode. And it's not good for me, it's not good for anyone. So I do not take work up to my bed anymore. And like I said, I have that um, alarm on my phone that goes off at 10 o'clock. So if I happen to be in my office working, then I I know I need to get up and get to bed. Okay, and the last thing that I've done that I have been doing to make time for myself is I am getting out more. So I I work from home and when you work from home, it's easy to just get in the habit of just being in the house. You know, my kids are here and we live in a small town. So the furthest I may need to go is a couple of miles to either drive them to school or an, or an activity. I don't really have to go very far. Um, I have an awesome husband. He does the grocery shopping. And now my mom is here helping out with the kids. So she's taking them to school every day. She's picking them up as well. She's driving them to the activities. So most days I don't leave the house unless I am A, going to church, B, going to church for girls ministry on a Wednesday. Um, C, I have to run a personal errand of my own, like doing my nails or my toes, Um 
or dropping something off to like UPS, my rent the runway, you know, shipment or whatever. Or maybe I have like something else to do, but I can't think of that right now, like a doctor's appointment. Most of the time I'm not even leaving the house because everything's right here. So I just knew that this wasn't like healthy. You know, I love doing things and I love being outdoors. So first and foremost, I've committed to my vacations. Listen, I work hard. As you guys have heard, I am running a school. I'm going to keep saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it. I'm running a school. I run all my social media, which is a business in in and of itself. And I am a mother and my, and I'm, I'm, I'm an active mom. I'm an active wife. I'm, I volunteer. I have a lot going on and I wanted to be the person who was not like living a sedentary life and I don't want to live that way. This is not me. I'm always out and about. So this last year with being so busy, I haven't been able to do that. So I just said I have to get out more. So vacations are no no, no more non-negotiable. I was very slack with my vacations, kind of like rush planning them, but now I'm like putting them into into the into the moment. So I'm trying to make sure I go on vacation every quarter so that there is an opportunity for me to get away. I'm going to see if I can continue that into 2020. Um, but right now it looks like it's going to happen. I did go on vacation um, with my husband to Barbados at the end of September, early October. And um, in a about 18 days, I think 18 or 17 days from when I record this episode, I'm going to Bonaire with my business partner to celebrate the successful year that we've had with the school. And then my best friend and I have been thinking about our momcation that we did la- um, this year. We went on, we went on vacation. We call it a momcation um, about a week in between both of our birthdays. And we just had a great time. That was in Cancun. And so we were planning on doing that again. And then we're going to go on vacation with the family. Didn't get to do that this year, but that's not happening again next year. And I'm basically putting in all these little vacations. Um, So the vacations are going to be non-negotiable. They're definitely going to happen. I'm also planning date nights with my husband. We have one set for next week, November 21st. We're going to go see a movie and we're going to go to a, um, a very popular vegan soul food restaurant in Harlem here in New York, and we're going to try to get more of those date nights in. I'm also planning um, some things with the family. We love to do things with the kids, and we did a, did it a lot more during this, the summer, but now that the school year is here, we've kind of like taken a step back to it, but weekends are open, so we're going to go visit family more. We're going to go try to get out and do things more and just enjoy, you know, doing things and just enjoy being out there and living, right? I just want to enjoy living. So I say all of this because I want you all, especially you moms listening, to know that if you don't make time for yourself, like how I didn't and how my coaching client didn't, you'll God will put you on your ass, okay? He going to make you sit down. He will make you sit down. I can assure you of that, all right? So please, 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 please learn from my mistakes, learn from the mistakes of others, and be inspired and empowered to live your best life, but do not forget about you and allow everything you have going on to prevent you from taking care of the of yourself the way you should be taken care of, okay? 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, I always want the feedback. So leave me a review. If you have not left me a review yet and you're listening to this podcast, your girl needs a review. I'm looking forward to reading your review in the next episode. So do me a solid and leave me a review here on iTunes. It really does help with my podcast getting seen by others. If you don't have iTunes, no worries. You can absolutely just share. And that is just as important to me as leaving a review. So with that being said, I want to leave you with a quote and it's not the favorite quote that I always leave. It is a different one. It is give yourself the love that you give away so freely to others. And with that, ladies, I want you to have an awesome, awesome day. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.